to another episode of The Zest is History, starring your hosts, Melissa Mason and Josie Rosenberg-Clark. Hi, Josie. G'day, Flap. It's oh. been a minute. It's been such a minute that I forgot that we say g'day, Flap now, so there you go. Uh, oh, my God. Like, what, what are we doing? What is this? This, Honestly, is, this is history. What am I doing? Who am I? Where am I? No one knows. I feel so like we haven't done this for so long. So long. I've missed it. I've missed seeing your face on Zoom and in person. So weird. It's entirely my fault. No, it's not. Well, I'm the one that had the mental breakdown. But that's not your fault. (laughs) It's not my fault. But it is Also, I had a minor breakdown around the same time of just figuring out my work-life balance with a baby. So it was a well-timed breakdown on your part for me because I was also struggling. A communal (laughs) breakdown. It was like a, a dual breakdown. It was mutual breakdowns. We do everything together. We, we even do. have breakdowns together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a time. But yes, um, in case you guys weren't across because not everyone's in the group and we acknowledge that, uh, that's the mm. Facebook group we're talking about, which is just searching the Zest is History on Facebook and then you'll find it. Um, but basically, yes, I had like, well, it was more, it was, yes, it was kind of, it was a breakdown. It was like a miniature (laughs) breakdown. I just kind of had like big spike in anxiety, realized that my entire life was a shambles of just doing too much shit. Like it was kind of like to summarize, I had not stopped since COVID. And if anything, I'd added extra shit to my life in, I like I added two whole podcasts Mm. in COVID (laughs) and then I only got rid of one. And then I, then I got a new job and Mm -hmm. I just started a new job. So I did six months of a new job. Then I started another new job. Yeah. Then I got a boyfriend Mm -hmm. and it was like, there was so much going on in my life that I literally just overwhelmed myself, but I'm better now. You can't pour from an empty cup, as my therapist told me. Yes. And I think Shay, this, well, I'm, I mean, to that was like a little bit of a uh, teaser, not a teaser. What am I saying? It's like, <laughs> I've, 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 I fucked it because <laughs> I said what this episode is. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, right. Do you want to edit that out? <laughs> no, I'm just oh. going to leave it in there because I think that's the chaos of this episode. But mm. Shane Warne broke me. Shane, Shane Warren, which was your idea to do, broke I, you. He and it broke me. It is there is so much as always, Josie. I pick a topic that I think is mm. going to be easy because I think Wikipedia will have everything I need to know, and then Wikipedia doesn't have everything I need to know because the person or the thing or the event mm. is so deeply complex mm-hmm. that I get into a hole where I'm looking up the CIA, not this case, but, you know, in other cases. Shane Warne and the CIA. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear this link. <laughs> if only that were a spin-off of the Shane Warne story. Shane Warne is a spy. I would love that. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Shane Warne, he's a spy. If case you didn't know, Woman's Day didn't tell you that one, but we did. We did. So <laughs> I hope they credit us appropriately. <laughs> Imagine if we just started like a new thread of gossip about Shane Warne, that he's secretly a member of the CIA. Well, we should have said ASIO. That's much more yeah. believable. Yeah, because he's not American. But I do find when it's a person, mm. it can be harder because it's not. That's why the last few times I've done like an event yes. or like a, a like a yarn yeah. because it's like there's a start and an end. Like Shane yes. Warren is still alive, living his life. Oh, you know, God Errol damn, Flynn was easy and Michael Hutchins was easy because there's like a beginning, a middle and an end. Yes. But I feel like with a living person, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. It is um, tough. I think that's it. And I think also a person that's led a very colourful life. Yeah, it's like what do you include? What don't you include? So you really had your work cut out for you with old Shano. I did. Um, I did want to tell you something really quick because I was like, this is a perfect segue into Shane, but then I have all these other things to tell you. Oh, we've got so much to tell. So sorry in case you thought you weren't having to cop heaps and heaps of gas bagging. So much crap. Fast forward for at least half an hour. Psych. Like, yeah, literally go 30 minutes and we're still probably going to be talking about shit. So 
sorry. But here's the thing I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Mayor of fucking Easttown. <gasps> I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you anything about I it. I want to because I'm obsessed with the ad on Foxtel. Oh, you I absolutely need to watch Kate it. Winslet. Yes, it's definitely okay. a Josie show, but I'm not going to tell you anything about it. All I'm going to talk about is mm. it's episodic. So it's weekly episodes. Oh, right. Okay. And I have not experienced this mm. level of anticipation since Dawson's Creek when I was 14 <laughs> years old. I swear to God. So me, Kate, and Tom, who is my boyfriend, who I've not introduced onto this podcast, but is very well known to Jeans and a Nice Top fans by now. <laughs> we watched the first episode thinking it was the entire show to binge. And it was like a Sunday Arvo. And we're like, fuck right. yeah, let's watch Mary yeah. Town. Here yep. comes a six part, like, you know, I don't know how many parts it is, but I assumed it was like a limited yeah. series. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down to watch it. The first ep is like slow tense like small town america oh, grim it's fucking it perfect it is like true detective on acid like not actually on acid but you know like <laughs> an excited true detective energy you know <laughs> <laughs> and it is just so fucking good and it's just so like you immerse yourself in this town and these people and like you know, you know something's going to happen. You don't really know yes, what. The tension's building. Yes, and I hadn't seen – I would not read anything. I hadn't seen anything, so I didn't know what yeah. the fuck was going to happen. Going in blind. I was yeah. going in blind. And I don't know how blind you are, so I'm not going to tell you anything. But, like, I knew nothing about I'm what was going to happen. I'm completely blind. Amazing. Kate Winslet is in a TV show. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she's a detective. I can tell you that. Yes, I know that much um, from the ad. But – and they're and also in a from, small town. Yeah, and they're from, like, maybe Pennsylvania – also maybe Massachusetts, but she talks like a boot, like Canadians. And oh, I thought yeah. it was Canadian, um, but it's not. Apparently that's one particular, and maybe some of the American listeners can fill us in there, but I think it is um, Pennsylvania, but also maybe Massachusetts. I don't even think they're close to each other. So Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, good. It, Amazing. Think, it's not like I, I said believe New they're Mexico. North, <laughs> northeastern suburbs. Suburbs. States. Suburbs. <laughs> Just the northern <laughs> suburbs of Massachusetts. Because remember in Making a Murderer, they all were a bit a boot, a boot, and that was yeah. like Wisconsin, which, which is, is the top. also up there somewhere. Am I lying? No, I, no. I feel like our American listeners are screaming at us right yeah, now. I think so too. I think they're all on the east somewhere and they're up the north there. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, okay. so it's slow burn, slow burn. Like not, not slow burn, just like really good building. Like, yeah. Character development and learning about the t- – and like a lot of like unsaid things and like little bits. Like it does this really good job of like there's little things that are just not – like they, it's almost like you're sitting in a conversation and you don't know the backstory, and so you're slowly learning relationships and right. They're showing, not telling, which is yeah. I love that. Yes, yeah. and so it's got that energy to it, right? And then at, right at the end of that first episode, something happens, mm. and you're like, "Holy fuck!" And then you're like, "Wait, what? There's not another episode?" And then we were, we were like, "Are you serious? We have to wait till next." Monday, like, what is this? We Things were two thousand outraged, and now every Monday, Tom has to come over because he doesn't have to. We'll have to watch it together. <laughs> and I'm like, if you you cannot come over, but me and Kate will be watching it, and you will not know what's going on, and I will not watch it again with you. So it's like become this weird Monday night ritual where like Tom has to come over on Monday, even if we saw each other on Sunday, because he can't miss Mayor of Easttown. Which is so nice. It's such a throwback. It that's is. It's what so life wholesome. Used to be like when we had to like I used to run down to my friend Al's house to watch Survivor because it was only on once a week. And yes. We would, like gather around the telly to watch it. And there were, like, no spoilers online of the American Survivor. Like, we had to find out in Australian time. Yes. And, like, I guess it's kind of like Game of Thrones was to a degree. But I think because we were watching it for work, this is the first time I've had just a pure show where I'm just watching it for my own enjoyment and I have to do it at night on a certain day. And, like, we all we get ready, we make our little dinner, and then we sit down to watch Mirror of Easttown. But it's only been three episodes, so you're not even that behind. Great. Because I'm seeing my mum soon. It feels like something we could watch together. It's very our areas. Yes. Crime, I mean, 
Kate Winslet detective gritty. Like Great. we smashed True Detective. Yes. One weekend. Yeah. Me and her. Honestly, maybe just wait then and try and stay away from any information. Um, maybe, but as I said, and I was about to like segue into this, mm. but I haven't watched any Line of Duty yet. Oh, and everybody my knows that it is my favorite show, and I'm the one that's been crapping on about it. I've like made all these fans in the Facebook group. Alex, our friend that I work with, is obsessed with it because of me, and I haven't watched it. And Julian was like, "We haven't watched Line of Duty yet. What are we doing?" And like, I'm just waiting for us to binge. He's like, "Babe." when do we have time to binge anymore? We have a kid. And I was like, fuck. Like, (laughs) I actually forgot that our lives have changed that much that we can only kind of do one episode at a time and we probably should have just been watching it weekly. But then yesterday I was looking for doing a news sweep. I work at a news website. That's what you do. I wasn't looking for spoilers. I don't do that. And fucking Daily Mail had – the spoiler of the series. No. In the headline of an article. Oh. This is what happens though, isn't it? It's like Game of Thrones was the same. You I can't- know, but it's it was such a shitty story. It was like blah blah steps out for coffee after being <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was She's nearly- like, no spoilers. No She's spoilers. gotten very confused by my foot because it was under a um rug <laughs> and she thought it was an animal and I went to cross my legs and she it attacked the, the rug foot. But everyone's okay. We're all fine. It's okay. I'm not spoiling it, Millie. I'm not going to spoil it for everyone. <laughs> if, there isn't an, if there's an episode it. where a dog or a baby doesn't cry or well, bark, <laughs> babies yeah. don't bark, but, you know, make a noise, it's not an episode of The Zest's History. It's not an episode of The Zest's History without that sound. Anyway, basically the headline yes. was blah, blah, steps out for a coffee after being unmasked as H. So H, the identity of H being like the uh, mystery of the show. I was going to be and like, was, don't tell me. I want to watch no, this. No, it's, I'm not spoiling it, but it was literally a photo of the person, like oh, a pat no. pic. Oh, It was just God. Daily Mail being asked. Honestly. Like, you could have just said blah, blah, stepping out for coffee. You didn't need to add that they got unmasked as H. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. And now I can't unsee it. So when I watch it, I'll know. And I'm so annoyed. That's but, um, so fucking annoying. Because I've been avoiding line of duty chat everywhere i go and if that's the thing is that you can't you just can't avoid yeah. it it's like borderline particularly when we work on the internet yes, but for anyone i think hard. like you just go on instagram bam someone's put up some fucking thing anyway it's very irritating to me but i mean that is again part of the joy of being on track with mare of Easttown. but yes i love that for you in all the marvel that. shows are episodic which is nice you have to wait the WandaVision, the Winter Soldier one, they come out like. Oh, really? Yeah. It was quite gripping because it was really weird and intriguing and it made me want to watch, you know, like I was hanging out every week, which is yes. just nice. It's just a nice throwback. You know, we expect everything immediately these days. Zoe, shut up. What is with our I animals? I can't hear it. <laughs> she has a dainty meow. It's just irritating, but I'm sure it won't actually show up on the on the recording. <laughs> ah, animals, babies. Oh, my God. It's like no one can just give us peace. <laughs> we just want to talk about fucking TV shows and shame one. Just give us this Just moment. give us this moment. Seriously, Millie was like sleeping like an angel up until that point. Anyway, um, that was kind of the only thing I wanted to tell you, actually. That was like the main interesting history slash crimey slash TV thing in my life right now yeah i'm not yeah i'm not doing or reading or watching anything yeah i just go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> look honestly same aside from mayor of east town that's literally what i do too so yeah we're really exciting at the moment guys yeah i'm um, taking a lot of magnesium and going to sleep oh delicious i'm really uh, into a good vitamin at the moment i'm yeah. into a good collagen powder oh yeah I don't know if it's doing anything, but I like it. I know. It. I was going to say, do you find it works? <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. I don't know. It just feels like it works, which is really how those things market themselves, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yep, feeling great. Take it every morning. That's Good for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> shall I get into it? 
Fucking go. The go segue from collagen powder to Shane Warne, it's smooth, isn't it? I'm sure he takes collagen powder. He has the vibe. I bet he does. I bet he takes collagen powder. Shane Warne, if you're listening to this, tell us. I wonder um, if he will listen. Possibly. I mean, I don't know if he'd tell us if he did. But, yeah. you know. Shane, if you're listening, hi, doll. Hi, doll. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me Go start. On. I haven't got, I actually have not got that many credits because I did use Wikipedia for the most part, but there are just a few. Two without authors, lol. 9MSN from 2007. Uh, an ABC story from 2006, both without authors, both from Wayback Machine. That's how old they are. Oh, wow. I know. And then one last news article from news.com.au by Jai Bednall from 2018. And then Wikipedia as the last Good old thing. wiki. So let's go back to 13th of September, 1969. <gasps> it's the day before my birthday. Is it? Yeah, it's here. Good Virgo. He is. Oh, I love it. Because Shane Keith Warren. Shane, Keith, Keith. Warren. They're like, okay, how Australian can we make this baby's name? <laughs> <laughs> Shane, Keith, that's how Australian. That's. They just needed to add a Craig in there and it would have been perfect. <laughs> Shane, Keith, Craig, Warren, and we would have been laughing. Gary, Gary, Warren. Gary, Gary, Warren. Uh, <laughs> he was born to Bridget, German-born, and Keith. Warren. Oh, so right. That makes middle sense. name is his dad's name. But I still think a Craig could have been – and a Gary in there could have been a really great addition. Yeah. And he was born in Upper Fern Tree Gully in Victoria. Uh, he went to Hampton High. I, I, just a pause here because I can't tell you how much I wrote all of this down two to three weeks ago at this point, <laughs> and I have not reread it. So I don't even know what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> the only part that I know I'm, what I'm about to tell you is when we get later down to the Liz Hurley period. But right now Spoilers. I, there's gonna be so much cricket jargon in here that I don't understand. There's gonna be spin bowling. Oh I can't this was the worst topic for me to do as like it, almost as bad as when you know Lozzy Mystery our old podcast when I did the Patanella it's almost at that level <laughs> but not quite. Um but anyway so we're at Hampton High um mm-hmm. and then he gets a sports scholarship to Mentone Grammar. And then in the 1983-84 cricket season, when he was just 15, he represented the University of Melbourne Cricket Club in the under-16 Dowling Shield comp. So he's pretty fucking good from the get-go at the old cricket. Um, And he bowled a mixture of leg spin and off spin and was a handy (laughs) lower order batsman. And I just wrote dash what. (laughs) <laughs> what does any of that fucking mean? This is going to be hell. Well, I looked. I looked. I don't know cricket either. <laughs> no, it's we're just going to be saying words and just staring <laughs> into the abyss. But I did look them up. Leg spin is when you bowl with a right arm, but you spin with your wrist. Mm-hmm. And then the off okay, spin makes is sense. the same thing, but instead of your wrist, it's finger spinning. So he's, you know, how they call him king of spin. Yeah, he loved to. Is spin that because he ball. can do two types of spinning? Or just because he did it all the time? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, did you just do it a lot? Like, did you just spin the ball all the time? Or did you? is it hard to do that? Maybe? I don't know if there's Doesn't any professional seem cricket players listening. Can you let us know what, I personally what's think involved I in spinning? <laughs> I, I've personally decided that I could easily spin a bowling thing with my right hand okay. if I wanted to. I want to see you try. Oh, I'll I'll do it on video. That'll be the, that'll be the additional video for, <laughs> for this I, episode. I say it now, but it actually will happen. You for spin pa- Patreon users, <laughs> you get a video of me trying to spin bowl a cricket ball. How's that? It'll Such be a, a it'll be Millie's tennis ball. It won't even be a cricket ball because <laughs> I don't have one. So anyway, that'll be a good time for you. So. From there, he joined the St Kilda Cricket Club in the lower 11s, whatever that means, and progressed to the first 11, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> sounds impressive. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, briefly, in the cricket off-season, he played Aussie Rules footy. And he's a St Kilda fan of the St Kilda Football Club. I know That's that much. probably why. So that makes sense. It's all coming together. Yeah. 
And then in 1990, he was chosen to train at the Australian Cricket Academy in Adelaide. And then he went to England and played for some team in 1991. And I don't understand this because, like, he played for Victoria, but then he goes back to England again. So it was Mm. like there's something in cricket where he can just chop and change from, like, playing for Australia and England maybe, but also maybe not. Unsure. Well, is it like where you can, like, go and not represent England but represent, like, a local team Mm. and be from another country? You know, we have – People come from Ireland to play AFL and they're not representing Australia. Yeah, because they have Irish football, which is similar. And like how we have a lot of soccer players is probably a good example where we have soccer players come over from Europe. They play for like Melbourne FC, but then in the World Cup, they represent their home country and not Australia. So maybe that's what he was doing, just playing for other leagues. Like state leagues, not leagues, it's cricket. State comps. Yes. I was silent then for a long time because there was a giant fucking aeroplane going over my house. I heard that. And so I was just like, (laughs) if I stay silent, if Josie can just talk until the plane stops, I can cut the aeroplane out neatly. And then I was like, maybe she thinks that I'm just like stopped listening to her and I'm just like staring at the wall. No, I thought I was just being so interesting that you were I was interested because I didn't know about that as well but it was like a twofold interest it was an interest in that and an interest in the plane fucking off <laughs> tell you what all this domestic travel is not doing great for my soundscape in my house in the inner west I have to tell you that oh we're on zoom if anyone didn't re- realize why <laughs> animals were everywhere they were like what's this menagerie that someone's got in their house why is Zoe and Millie in the same house and and Rosa and Rosa <laughs> And an aeroplane. And a plane. It doesn't check out. It doesn't check out. Um, Anyway, he plays heaps of cricket. Yeah. So much cricket. End end of podcast. End of podcast. (laughs) Um, But apparently this part is important. He had played in just seven first-class matches before Mm -hmm. he made his debut in a test match for Australia. Oh, that's huge. So he played. Yeah, he played like seven, like – of like first grade football before I got picked for state of origin. Ah, oh, that is huge. I, Talking yeah, to the NRL fan over <laughs> here, now I get it. Just make it all into NRL and I'll understand. <laughs> How many like different codes have I? Have I, I know. Like, why are you tonight? like the sports editor of Australia right now? <laughs> you know, I I dabble in sport and being do. interested in sport. <laughs> I dabble in being interested. <laughs> Being interested in sport. But I can see why that's huge to be caught up to represent Australia. Yes. Seven games. Like he's some kind of fucking prodigy. Plus, I feel like he was very young then. Yes, he was. I don't know how young he was because I didn't write it down. But he clearly was he young. Was a, he was a baby. Yeah. It's like the early 90s at this point. Um, but then this is the thing. He was actually pretty shit. Oh, no. <laughs> so, do you want to hear some figures that don't mean anything to me? <laughs> Okay, he go. He took one of 150 off 45 overs. He took zero of 78 in the fourth test in Adelaide, recording overall figures of one of 228 for the series and was dropped for the fifth test on the pace-friendly Wacker ground in Perth. Wow. None of that means anything to me. I'm going to take a stab. Yeah, hit me. He only bowled one person out. Maybe. From like 250 runs. people. Oh, runs. Yep, gotcha. Yeah. So that's not great. <laughs> okay. I think. And none think. of 78 runs. Yeah. Maybe. Not great. Someone's probably listening being like, oh, my God, it's not runs. <laughs> I think it's runs. Uh, yeah. Look, that's feel free if you're a cricket fan. <laughs> To correct us, we won't care because, as I've said before, once we've done the episode, we kind of stop caring. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much that we're like, come and tell us we don't care. <laughs> we like, we'll go, oh, cool story, but we're not going to like do like a fucking apology in the next episode. <laughs> Deeply not going to do that. <laughs> Unless we really offended people. Oh, but, yeah, but I don't think you're going to be offended by no. You're going to find this amusing if you're a cricket fan. Maybe slightly... Irritating, annoying, deeply unsettling. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you were definitely clenching. But um, oh, but then on the twenty second of August in nineteen ninety two, he took the last three Sri Lankan wickets. Oh, without consent. Do you even know what that means, Josie? You just yes. Saying, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Without conceding a run in the second innings. What the f- so, Okay, that to me sounds like he, three people were out and they didn't even get to run. That oh, yes, I sense. agree. No, yeah, I think that might be what he did, like just bowled them, what is it, out for a duck or something? Yeah, out for a duck. Is that so they the don't term? even get a run. Yep. Yeah. That would well, make sense because he has animation. a special spinning, the, the spinning thing is yeah. fancy of some sort. Um <laughs> So, precipitating a second wow. innings collapse <laughs> and contributing to a remarkable 16-run Australian win. That part, I've lo- they've lost me there, but I'm assuming the second innings collapse is like he fucked the Sri Lankan team by not swiping. Yeah. Not literally. That would be impressive, <laughs> though. By swiping <laughs> three people off the yes. boards. Mm. Yeah, and look, what I'm taking away from that is Australian victory, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and I assume a 16-run Australian win is, like, not a lot. Like it was close? Like it was gripping? Well, because then the Sri Lankan captain Arjuna Ranatunga said, Mm. quote, a bowler with test average of more than 300 came and snatched the victory from our hands. I don't even know what he's saying there because I don't understand. I think it it meant he sucked. And then he came and like yes. came from the clouds and like ruined their chances of winning. Why do you know? Why are you the cricket knower? You're basically doing the story for me. I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> I'm here. making it up. Everyone listening is like Joe's <laughs> bullshitting. She's lying through her teeth. I'm just. I think my no, dad but this makes cricket. sense. My mum loves cricket. So my I'm dad is obsessed with cricket, up. and I have not picked up one shred of information. Like I literally grew up listening to. AM 702 in the car oh, at all times. Same. My dad gives once me explained illness. cricket to me on a drive from Sydney to Newcastle. And so I understood all the rules for like two years and then I forgot them. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm drawing on a bit of that knowledge that dad taught me like literally 20 years ago. So because then this is the thing because then he got shit again. Ah, shame. But then he did a good thing again. Like he was this kind of like – Inconsistent. Yeah, so he wasn't like this hot shit cricketer from the get-go. Like he's a bit on and off. Um, yeah, he had moments of greatness and then yes. moments of being hopeless. Yes, but in 1993 he got selected for the Ashes. Oh, so, that's big. Yes, it is big. So for anyone who doesn't follow cricket, here is something that I do know. <laughs> ashes is when Australia plays England. Um but also, fun fact, it's called The Ashes because in one game this paper ran a fake obituary that English cricket had died and, quote, the body will be cremated and the ashes taken to Australia. I mean, it's not that funny, guys. Oh, that's fun. I Isn't didn't it? know that. That's a great fact. I mean, I think it's like a tepid humour at best. I never knew what it meant, though. Oh, yeah. Never, well, that's great. I never thought to Google it, so I've learned something. If ever there's a question in trivia and it's a true or false, you'll know the answer now, guys. Yeah. Right, they were being funny. Yeah. Those English, that English humour. That English humour. Very highbrow. It's very highbrow. It but, is. yes, it's a hu- the Ashes is a huge deal and it's like fucking bragging rights. Like English people in the office get really, like, head up about it with the Aussie cricket fans because, I don't know, it, they care. Everyone yes. cares about the Ashes. So that's a big deal that he got picked. Yes. And um, he ended up the leading wicket taker. Oh, So I think that's when you smack the wickets off all the time. Well, no, there's like three ways to, to be um, – I think it's three ways to be out in cricket. One is um, – Oh, fuck. <laughs> so one is when you smack the wickets off, no? Yes. Then there's one about your leg, like leg before the wicket. Oh, okay. And then there's one if you just like bash it and it goes flying. One of the people um, like in baseball. <laughs> now I'm just referring to another sport while talking about <laughs> if they, they can catch you out so you can be caught. Like if oh, they, like if you hit the ball and it goes up in the air and then someone catches it. Catches it. Before yeah. it hits then you're the also, ground. Then you're also out. God, yeah. this sounds like a fun game. Maybe I want to play. <laughs> I don't want to play. Let's start a Zest is History Cricket League or not. That sounds horrible. 
<laughs> there's going to be like two people that want to play on that team. Like the Zestus history team is just me and you. And like, yeah. that's it. Um, just hitting the ball to each other. So his first ball ended up being called the ball of the century, also known as the Gatting Ball or just that ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, it signaled the revival of leg spin bowling. Um, right. And the reason it's called the Gatting Ball is because it got this epic English batsman Mike Gatting out like immediately. So it was just this like it was this momentous thing, and like people talk about it all the time. I don't ever talk about it, but people do. Um, yep. I'd never heard of it before, which is how little I talk about it. And <laughs> <laughs> but now you're talking about but it. But now I am, and this is some big thing to do with Shane Warne that I must mention. Right. It's like something that he hangs his hat on. Yes. It's like I'm sure people yep. that talk about Shane Warne normally go, oh, yes, that ball. But that I don't ball. do that. <laughs> that ball. Mel. But that ball, Mel. That ball. I would like to see that ball. I didn't watch any videos of it, but I'm just going to do it after this. Yeah. Probably really good. It'll just be like a really fast ball going, hearing the wicket, like do its thing. Yeah. And then I actually love in cricket where it's like really quiet and nothing's happening and then you hear like the kind of like um, falling of the wicket and then all the guys are like, hey! Yeah. Like and then there's like <laughs> running and punching the air. All the- yes. Yeah. I do too. It is very – it's a very restrained sport really. If you yes. And it. it's just a very Aussie sound. Like to me the sound of summer, mm. boxing days, my mum putting the fucking stupid cricket on and me yes. hearing that sound all day and like commentators Richie Benno and like all those classic old commentators talking it's like a fond memory yeah I I, well, I mean I don't know 702 a.m gives me like car nausea but you know <laughs> each to their own um, so Shane cruises through the 90s he's just smashing cricket Smashing those wickets, whatever. Who who knows? And then in 1998, he's doing some cricket thing in India and he didn't like Indian food. So he mm. got spaghetti and baked beans flown in from Australia. Oh, my God. Shane, embrace some new cultures, okay? It's That's just such a, a Shane-worn mild... thing to do. Like it's something that sh- someone called Shane Keith would do. Yeah, like someone that's like, oh, I'm not eating anything that ends in a vowel. Yes. Vibes. You know, yes. but like, doll, eat a very mild butter chicken will change your life. And it's beautiful. Also, they would just yes, there would be some delicious curries. You missed out on the best curry. The biryani would have been. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's just stupid because Indian food has got to be top five for me. So I, I find that offensive. Um, Personally offended. Meanwhile, 1995, he gets married to Simone Callahan. Oh yes, okay. And they have three kids: Brooke, Summer, and Jackson. I mean, could you get more 90s names than I know. Summer and Jackson? I know. No, I was, no I shade to those names. I actually like all three of those names, but they're just so Australian 90s names. Like I went summer to school is, with so many books, yes. Summers and Jacksons. Wasn't there a summer on Home and Away? Well, they live in Summer Bay. Oh, yeah, but I feel like there was also a character called – oh, maybe it was on Neighbours there was a character called Summer. Anyway, it just feels like something where you watched an episode of Neighbours or Home and Away and then you named your kids after people from yep. the show, essentially. Um, so he passes <laughs> the three, the three characters. <laughs> <laughs> he passes the 300 test wicket mark at 28. And famous English cricketer Derek Pringle said, we are in the presence of true greatness and not some pretender to the great figures in the game's history. So apparently that was really momentous like it was basically like this big dog from cricket being like yes this guy is the shit yeah if i were to paraphrase (laughs) i feel like maybe that was a young age to reach that milestone yes i think so for sure like i think basically he's just been kind of a bit of a like child prodigy vibe Mm. yeah and by the end of the 90s he was the most successful spinner in test cricket history but he'd also been embroiled in a controversy called John the Bookmaker. Oh, Shane. Shane. Here comes the O'Shanes of the, like, there's just, <laughs> the rest of this entire episode is just, oh, Shane. We so, need to tell American listeners to Google what he looks like. Don't Google the story. Just at this point, you have to yes. Google what Shane Warren looks like. Pull he the car over. Quintessentially 
Australian 90s. Like he had bleach blonde hair. He wore like zinc on his lips. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he got a bit. I don't know if I'm going ahead of myself. He got a bit tubby there for a bit. But I he think was in this like bit a- he's still a bit ripped. But yes, he's just very like he he looks like the person that drinks all the beers at the pub. Yes, and like kind of ruddy face, mm. bleach blonde hair, zinc on his lips. Yes. He's definitely, like, you need a visual here. So I think if you're driving on the highway, take an exit, pull over for a minute, just Google Shane Warne 90s, have a look. Yeah. We'll go back on the highway, resume. Yeah. You just need a mental image, I feel. Yeah. I think this is an important part to have that mental image. I agree. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. No, a very worthy interruption. (laughs) Um, So John the bookmaker. John was a fake name given to this Indian bookmaker who gave money to Shane as well as Mark Waugh in exchange for pitch and weather info, which I just felt feel you could have gotten yourself, to be honest. Just, I was going to say, just Google it in 1990. (laughs) Literally get on, get on your dial-up modem and just look up, like, go to, like, fucking... Dog pile or whatever it was called. No, dog pile. No. Search engine dog pile? What? I don't remember dog <gasps> pile. Oh my God. I need someone to tell me that they remember dog pile because otherwise I've made up an entire search engine. <laughs> it was very strange because it was a little dog pooing. What? I swear this was like a normal thing. This was like a normal search engine to use. I swear okay. dog pile was normal. Anyway, whatever. Go on Bing. I don't know. Whatever. Alta Vista. Alta Vista, there we go. And just, you know, look up the weather for the day. But anyway, yeah. that's what they were doing. Um, and it was covered up by the cricket board at first when they found <gasps> out about it. And even though both players swear that they didn't give them any strategic info or anything else besides pitch and weather, it mm. all got uncovered in 1998 and both players were just – like they would play and they would get such hostility from fans because people were just so out. Like, you know, it was just really off. Like don't – it's not sportsmanlike, you know? No. If someone's dodgy, don't accept money from them to do things. Yes. That's a cardinal rule. And just don't give away information to people yeah. for money. It's just bad. Um, but they only got privately fined. That was kind of it. So, But it was just a bit mm. of a like – it was like sort of a bit of a – a smudge on his name. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's made vice captain in 1999 with Steve Waugh as the captain, but he got dropped for literally being shit and then he got good <laughs> again and was picked up again <laughs> oh, right. for a tour of the West Indies only to get suspended for two matches before the World Cup by the International Cricket Council because he told a newspaper that Sri Lankan captain Arjuna Ranatunga, who spoke before, um, mm. He said, there is plenty of animosity between Arjuna and myself. I don't like him and I'm not in a club of one. So cricket's just very stuffy and they did not love that yes. Shane's a bit of a, like, hothead and, you know, yes. he's very Aussie kind of outspoken and there were just things that he was doing and saying that I think the cricket, the wider cricket community were not fans of. They were like, keep that to yourself. Like he was just going a bit rogue. Yeah. And running his mouth. Yes. Can I just interject to yes. say, Steve? So Mark War was the bad one. Steve War was the good one, and I had like a huge crush on him in the nineties <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I was in love with Steve War. I do remember them all being like a little bit hot in a, you know, crickety. Well, crickety way. Well, yeah. this is the thing because <laughs> I said- talk about this in the last episode. I don't know if we did. Being hot in a crickety way. Yeah, well, I think I've just been, maybe I was, I don't know if I talked about this in the episode or if I was telling you. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Donald Bradman being hot in a crickety way. Yes. (laughs) And uh, have I told you on the podcast, or was this Mm. just in real life, how for the last year I feel like my type has has turned into looking like you could play semi-professional cricket for Australia. (laughs) And... Very specific. It's type. very specific, but like Tom, he does. He really looks like yeah, he can play. He cr- like he looks like he's a cricket player. He's. he's I was like, going like, to ask if he plays cricket. No, actually, he plays AFL. He has, he has the vibe of um, looking like he plays. Yes, cricket. he looks like he cr- plays cricket and not like he plays AFL. But he actually is very good at AFL, and yep. but he looks like he should play cricket. So mm. he is very like so. 
if anyone doesn't follow me on Instagram and hasn't seen a photo, he's like sort of like a strawberry blonde and he has that freckly skin tone, like, you know, and they have that like freckly darker bit on their neck because like they're yeah. always out in the sun playing cricket. <laughs> yes. He just looks like he should wear zinc on his he's nose. He's hot in a crickety way. Hot in a crickety way. Specific way of being hot. And yes. I stand by it. I still think Steve War is quite daddy. He is yeah. quite daddy. I have not seen him for 20 years physically in a photo. But I assume Well, he he's is. a he's a speaking of AFL, he's a fan of my team, the Giants, ah. and they give him he actually got to go watch during the COVID times, oh, like wow. sit, sit up the top, you know, in the like special section. Well, that's a bit nepotistic, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, where's my fucking ticket, Giants? Yeah. I'm the one here paying for my membership. I don't think Steve War is. Yeah. Bastard. Anyway, he's on the TV sometimes and I'm like, damn, he could still get it. I trust in my like 10-year-old taste in men. Yeah. Mate, you obviously knew what 35-year-old <laughs> Josie was going to find hot, so... <laughs> Good work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interject. There. No, great interjection about hotness of cricket players. Um, anyway, Australia gets to the semis and Shane plays the semis and he's like the bomb in the semis and the finals. So then he gets vice captain again. Mm. <laughs> it's like they like give and take it away based on whether he's good or not. They dangle the carrot. <laughs> I just think it's a bit unfair. Like obviously this is how he's going to be forever. Just let him be half he's shit, half good. Yeah. yeah. That's what Shane is. That's what he is. Um, so he cruises through the rest of the year, but then there's this Joe the Cameraman controversy. Uh, I love that they're oh, all like yes, I remember this. someone the something. <laughs> um, oh, so basically God. there's this recording of someone saying, can't bowl, can't throw, <laughs> and it goes to air. And people thought it was Shane talking about this other bowler, Scott Mueller. But yeah. Then this cameraman called Joe claims it and it's sort of like, well, did you, Joe, or did someone pay you off or uh, I don't know. We, I think everyone just uh, like ac- accepts Joe, the cameraman, saying it. Yeah. But it, for a brief <laughs> period, everyone thought it was Shane. and like Just ragging on like one, one of his teammates? I think it was one of his teammates, yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing is like Shane did rag on people because like obviously there was yes. the Arjuna Ranatunga thing, so it's kind of like – it was like on brand for him. Yeah, so it made sense. Mouth like believing that. it made sense. I remember all that. <laughs> it was <laughs> all over the fucking news. I just it was everywhere. Nate, someone, the something every time. <laughs> Joe, the cameraman, like bloody John, the bookmaker. John, the bookmaker. Anyway, so in two thousand, he goes back to England to play for Hampshire, but things get shady when reports mm. emerge that he was sexting an English nurse. Oh, Shane. Shane. It's just the start of the O'Shanes. Oh, God. um, I don't know whether this was consensual sexting. One report said he bombarded her with sex, so I don't think it was. But he admitted to leaving the obscene messages and he said it was after he was at a nightclub. So he's basically saying, like, I was drunk. And then I got a bit texty. Can we talk about the fact that it was the year 2000 and what kind of phone he must have been using? Oh, my God. The amount. Like, this is the thing. 25 characters only. How how illegible were these texts? Because (laughs) I can't even make a text after about 20 beers legible on an iPhone, let alone if I had to press, like, 333 40 times just to get to a C. Like, just to write, like... Hey, baby, would take me 20 minutes after yeah. a few beers. I'm so. surprised she could even understand what these texts said. I know. I, I would have just assumed that, that there had been an accident, like an accidental sort of palm on the keyboard yeah. situation at this Unless point. he just wrote like boobs. Yeah, he probably something. just sent her like boobs 40 times because <laughs> he was like, I know how to write boobs, so I'm just going to do that and keep sending it. Until she shows them to me. Yes. But whatever the, whatever the case, I, it's, it's really hard to find, like, stories from this time because it's, like, before the internet, so it was all in yes. magazines. But yeah. I, I'm murky on the details there, but it was scandalous enough to get him sacked as, from vice captain in Australia and replaced with Adam Gilchrist. Uh, Who's an angel and has never done anything no. wrong. No, um, but isn't as spicy as Shane. So no, that'd be very boring episode. He's not going to get his own episode. No Sorry, offense, Adam. Adam. <laughs> But he still scored Men's Player of the Year at the Allen Border Medal Ceremony um, 
I don't even know what I've written here, by the Seattle Cricket Australia, I assume, in 2000. Right. Uh, and so he keeps playing, blah, blah, blah. In 2002, Ricky Ponting replaces Steve War as captain, which ends any chance of Shane getting it, which oh. kind of miffed him. Bit of he, a statement. He also keeps getting injured in the next oh, couple no. of years. He gets well, wasn't he like pushing 30 by this point? That's when everyone gets injured. Totally. And he, he gets this finger injury, which loses him a whole year in 2001. Oh, because how can you spin with a I finger know. injury? If you sprain your finger, you're it's fucked. his livelihood. I know. What's what's he going to do with his finger spinning? What's the? You can only wrist spin. That's not enough. Um, and he gets a shoulder injury in 2002 that rules him out of half of the Ashes. Oh no! Um, but in February 2003, right before the World Cup, like a day before, he gets sent home after failing a drug test. Oh, and shame! It's, um, and. It, he was taking a banned diuretic. Yes, I remember this. And he and he said his mum gave it to him to improve his appearance. Collagen. <laughs> Chaos. I don't know. That whole thing, like, you just assume with these things it's going to be, like, you know, MDMA in, the, in his urine or something or, like, I don't know, something far more chaotic, like a party drug. Yeah, but it's like like diet pills. (laughs) Literally diet pills. So cool. He gets a one-year ban from cricket for that, which is pretty major. Yeah, Um, I remember that was everywhere as well. I know. But he was just like everything he did was like all over the fucking news, all over the papers, all over Women's Day. Because they're scared. Like you could not write this stuff. Women's Day must have just been like Shane Warne is our meal ticket. Like just follow him around, like send a paparazzi. Even if we pay someone for the entire year just to watch Shane Warne, it's worth it because he he will do something that is so chaotic that it will just sell. We can write about it for a month's worth of magazines. Yes. You know, like honestly. Like, you can't make this shit up. Um, and poor long-suffering Simone at the heart of it all. Yes. Well, we're almost at the part where they split. So <gasps> this he gets this year banned from cricket. It's mm. fine, though, because during his suspension, he's hired as a commentator for Channel 9 Sport. I mean, let's just reward pe- men that do the wrong thing. Absolutely. Constantly constantly. In this story. Um, so he goes back to cricket in 2004, and in 2005 he becomes the first bowler in history to get to 600 tests. Wow. Yeah. I don't really know what that means. So it, 600 it tests? Good. Yeah. Like 600 games? I don't know. Maybe? Unsure. <laughs> um, off the cricket pitch, though, things are madness. So, Oh, no. Um, he splits in 2005 with Simone. After all of these controversies. Yes. In 2006, News of the World, very well-known tabloid from the UK, mm. publishes pictures of him in his undies with <laughs> two models, Coralie I. Colts and Emma Kearney. And there was also, like, explicit texts that he allegedly sent. It was also allegedly a threesome. And there's, like, oh. a, someone's holding, like, a sex doll as well. It's just a chaotic <laughs> photo. <laughs> Um, Coralie tells the paper, quote, he was talking dirty all the time. It was full on hardcore and we had a great time. In the trouser department, he was above average. Oh, thanks, Coralie. I've known him for years, but nothing happened before because I knew he was married. But since he split, he's been texting like mad. He even sent me one during a match. I That I has know. me shook because to go to another code, Recently, Collingwood Football Club got in trouble because two of their players got injured and they were shown, like, opening this briefcase thing and getting their phones out, like, mid-match because they, yeah. they get locked away. Like, oh, lots of people are not allowed to have their phones <laughs> these days because of tipping and... Right, yeah, um, Yeah, like, gambling and book John the Bookmaker-style stuff. Yeah. So the fact that he's just like a sexting. I know it's like he's not even like a cricket match. He's all of his dodgies pretty much from here on is sex related. It's like it's not even like yeah, like tipping and things. It's literally yeah. just like really can't not sex someone right now. Got to send yeah. a sext on my flip phone, my Motorola Razor. <laughs> <laughs> um. So still though, so he's he split from Simone, but then. That same year, 2006, they were reportedly trying to get back together or, like, working Mm. shit out. But Mm -hmm. then in September 2007, Simone, who is so long-suffering, this woman, honestly, she's gone to England to be with Warney 
Yeah. But then she comes back home because he accidentally sends a text meant for another woman <laughs> to fucking Simone. And she tells New Idea that it said, hey, beautiful, I'm just talking to my kids. The back door's open. I can't. I just. To be a fly on the wall, listening to Warney try and explain that to Simone. Yeah. Because you know he would have. He would have been like, yeah, I was talking to you. Like, come in the back door. I was at work. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the office. I was in Sydney, Australia. Oh, (laughs) honestly, Warney. It's like you just can't. I don't know. I kind of get it because it's just, he just seems like he's just so, like, I don't like not to give excuses to men because no, but it's just like he almost can't help himself. He just like continues to screw up and he wants to be good, but he just keeps screwing up. Yeah, I know. And I feel like we're just like, oh, Warney, because he was like a bit of a character. Yeah. Whereas like if this was someone now, we would be like, you're you're fucking cancelled. I mean, it's all like it sounds like it's all consensual. Like I don't know about the nurse, but it just sounds like he's just can't keep it in his pants, which is still shit. Right, but I don't think he's doing anything, like, sex-pesty at this point. No, like, right. Correct me if I'm wrong because I actually don't know the context of some of these well, sex Coralie sounded like she was very yes. into it. Coralie, so. and that one I don't – I think was completely consensual and just him being, like, a root rat. But I'm not sure about some of the others. But he treats Simone like shit at this, in this period and she's talked yes, about it so many times. I feel so like we times. would cancel him over that. Not cancel, but, like, we would – judge him rather than just being like oh Shane yes what we do because he's kind of beloved yes even though he's a f- giant fuck up and she google her as well pull the car over google Simone Warren she's this trim blonde she always looked fucking cranky and pat pics yes she just like <laughs> off it 100% <laughs> with the kids she was always with the kids and they like- hounded her like it was just yeah. like relentless and then I think she kind of ended up sort of turning it and using it for her own benefit. Because then I just remember so many times of her speaking directly to Women's Day and yeah. the idea and all these all these mags. And it was like, yeah, get that bread. If they're going to yeah. follow you, you may as well get paid to talk about yes. it. Yes. And don't fucking keep his grossness to yourself. Yeah. Share it. <laughs> Call him out. <laughs> Why not? Um, so, yeah, all that's going on. And then he announces his retirement on the 21st of December 2006 after the fifth Ashes test at the SCG. Was this when he was quite tubby? I think so. But he took his <laughs> 700th test wicket. Oh, so that's what it is, 600 test wickets. Oh, right, not tests. No. Right, okay. So he's now got his 700th at 3.18pm on the 26th of December 2006. Oh, the Boxing Day. Yeah. Test. So he was just like... Wanted to get to 700 and then hang up his wrist. <laughs> I guess so. And I think also, yeah, his finger and his shoulder and also and just – he's a fat mm, bastard at this point. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's on the beers a lot. Um, but then from 2008 to 2013, he plays 2020 cricket, which is like, no, don't do that. No, just, don't. Just, like, just retire. You've got so much it. money now. Yes. This is what I was going to say. He was so rich and famous by then and, like, you know, lauded. Like, he didn't need to play anymore. Just go and, like, be a commentator or mince around. I don't totally. know. Why are you playing 2020? They probably threw a lot of money. More oh, money 100% out. they would have. And if Shane does love – he does love signing on to a thing, which you'll see later, like a like a sort of a, a – not just like a one-off. Like he loves signing on to things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's where he's at. So he continues with 2020. But more importantly, in 2010 he meets none other than Liz Hurley oh. at the races in England. Um, and he says in his book, No Spin, that he was in the middle of trying again to repair his relationship with Simone. So they really tried with that marriage to, mm-hmm. like, fix it. Like, I think there was a lot of, like, back and forth and stuff. Um, but – and when he met Liz, that was where he was at and she was estranged but not separated from – like, not divorced from her husband, Arunaya. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. And so, but they exchanged numbers and met up for dinner a few weeks later. And from there, Shane says that nothing initially actually happened, but they flirted on social media because social mm-hmm. media is here now. And then the media <laughs> spotted it and that led to the final. That was the it with Simone. That was the end. Yeah. Um, and from there, him and Liz were hot and heavy. They were often spotted by the paps 
and iconic duo. Iconic duo. And six months in, there was this big moment in Australia where she came over and visited him in Melbourne and it was chaos, like Mm. just chaos. (laughs) And he says in his book, it was an absolute circus. I mean, the next door neighbor's kids were selling cordial for a buck out the front. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Mm. And he like, remember he like slimmed down around this point? Yes. Liz Hurley, again, if you don't know who she is, I mean, you're crazy, but she is smoking hot, like aging so well, looks amazing. And he like, dropped all this weight he got a bit of work done <laughs> yes i mean she was a so movie was, star as well like she is a movie star but she was a big time movie star around this time yeah model like just ageless glamour yes and it was such a like odd couple especially because he was a bit like portly when they met Well, and, and like, i think also because he's so aussie like he's just, he's just so shame aussie and, and she is just like yeah. this goddess like not to say that he wasn't attractive because he had his own swagger kind of vibe to him but it was yeah. just more like he looked like <laughs> such an aussie bloke and yeah. he was he's crass you know you're not crass but he's just like he's not even he, I think, said it like he said there was a tweet from when he first met her in 2010 that says something along the lines of like, don't think she knew much about what I was saying because of the accent. Ha. Huh. And it's just like you can just imagine that combo, like her being like yes. mildly like puzzled by him. You know? <laughs> She's like English and very like, you know, well spoken. Anyway, just very funny. Um but there was also the infamous Ascot races chaos, which was when he does the whole mouth beer thing where he puts his yes. whole mouth over the beer. It's like an iconic photo again. We you used can pull over again. So many times. <laughs> like Google Shane Warren beer and you'll just be pleasant. It'll be a pleasant surprise for you. Yeah. That's great. You'll put it up as well in the group. Yes, that's got to go in. I will. And I'll put like Simone and Liz and, and Shane in the 90s with the – like, I'll put it all up, but if you can Google it, give it a Google. Um, but they also were just all over each other. Like, they were just, like, they were making out. It was very – It's I love it personally. Oh, I'm so into it. Yeah. I was I was and am so into it. Yes. Um, but he almost lost her because there was another sexting scandal. Oh, Shane, put your phone down. Put Why your phone like down. sexting so much? It's not even good. Uh, it's not good. Sexting like, sucks. Why are we sexting, like – Honestly, it's like I've never heard of this much sexting in my life. Me neither. The man is a sexting fiend. He's a sexting fiend. But this was with a businesswoman in Melbourne that um, the article I was reading didn't name. Uh, okay. But it he doesn't lose Liz and um, they end up in 2011 on James Packer's boat. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all don't we all <laughs> i mean what a 2011 thing to happen you know yeah oh, james packer's boat and he so then shane spontaneously proposes uh and it's heaps romantic so here's what he says <laughs> completely on impulse in the middle of a dance i grabbed elizabeth dropped to one knee and said i'm not sure about you but i've never got along with any woman as well as i get along with you i'm madly in love with you our kids get along great how would you like to spend the rest of your life with me <laughs> it's so like it's so like um what's the word like like is it pragmatic is that the right word that i'm thinking of like just like like he had logical? all these very practical yeah, yeah reasons. practical that's what it is like he like, gave her a bunch of reasons yeah as well like, as like the proposal yeah like, here's my reasoning behind this yes it's pragmatic i feel which i right guess word. like for them it was both their second or possibly, I don't know if Elizabeth was married multiple times, but it was at least their second marriage. So I guess maybe it is a bit more like practical. Like you're like, well, a, a transaction. <laughs> yeah. But um, a, but then the news actually leaked before he could talk to his kids, which is upsetting. Oh. And and in the end, James Packer admitted that it was him that did it. Uh, he leaked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he owns a bloody media yes, company at this point. Right. Of course, you're going to leak it, I guess. But yeah, um, Shane was a bit dirty at him for a bit. Mm. Um, but sadly they don't last. So before they can actually get married in 2013, Mm. they split up and Shane said there wasn't a particular reason. Um, but he did say that they were spending a lot less time together because that's when Liz took a role on the TV show, the Royals. And, uh, he mentioned that he was also jealous of her close friendship with Hugh Grant because they stayed friends. I mean, talking about iconic duos. I know. If only one of them was Australian, we could tell that story. I know. I love them. I know, same. And that dress. Anyway. Um, 
But both Shane and Elizabeth have said that they were like, like really close. And Shane's talked more recently. I think not even. I think maybe even last year about how he like it was a really hard breakup for him and. Like, you know, it sounds quite sad. Like, it kind of sounds like they were really good best friends, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. But they speak highly of each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not – there's not a lot of animosity, whereas I think Simone and Shane, they've – Oh, no. well, Simone in particular has no – has, like, not really a lot of good – I think she's still pretty dirty at Shane. And who wouldn't be? I would yeah, be too. Yeah, I mean, he fucking humiliated her publicly over and over again. Yeah. With that sexting addiction oh, that he God, has. What is the sex? Anyway, so speaking of, so after cricket, Warney had some really interesting jobs. So he signed <laughs> all these weird partnerships. So he had this partnership with this company called Messages on Hold in 2005, <laughs> which is just the most perfect irony. Like yep. peak for, peak sexting slash phone sex dramas and he gets this partnership. Um, he also, as many will remember, many Aussies, he did a lot of promo work for Advanced Hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was ended up being investigated by the British Advertising Standards Authority because apparently it was like potentially an illegal celebrity endorsement of medical services, which is super weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, he was a VB spokesperson in 2007 and 2008. <laughs> Amazing partnership right there. Amazing partnership. And then in January 2008, he signed a two-year agreement with 888 Poker to represent them at poker events around the world. (laughs) Like, he just has such weird partnerships. He he made a line of undies called Spinners. I don't even remember that. (laughs) No, I don't remember that either. (laughs) Um, But these days, he is in the business of spirits. And he has a low yes. alcohol gin t- and tonic brand called 708 Gin. Uh, and that's his current kind of happenings in terms of romance. There's not been much on the Warney front, but uh, most recently he was rumored to be dating the block judge Shana Blaze. Shana and Shane? Are you yes, fucking kidding me? I know. I, love I don't Australia. think that's legit, though. It was Damn very it. much like a gossipy rumor. Right. Okay. Um, and. In real things that happened in 2016, he was on I'm a Celeb and he was known for saying that he didn't believe in evolution. Oh, he did believe. He (laughs) feels we just descended from aliens. Yes, which is 100% true. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) That's literally what happened. Um. But, yeah, that is the story of Shane Warne. Oh, I love it. So many, oh, Shane. Moments. So many, oh, Shane. I think what the we can really is take is just stop sexting is yeah. what I take away from this is that sexting can only end badly for you and it yeah. is probably the most unsatisfying sort of vice to have really. Yeah, really weird move from him to continually be sexting, especially while married. Like they're not even um, – it's not even like he's f- necessarily fucking all these people. It's like <laughs> – He gets off on the Are you even hooking exchange. up with anyone or are you just sexting them? I don't understand. I'm so intrigued. But, um, yeah, that is that is what – that is the Warney story. And uh, sorry, I didn't even I didn't even explain, but we call him Warney here. Because so, everyone must have a nickname. Everyone must Australia. in Australia. But. You can't not. Um, I have a tidbit about Shane Warne. I was during COVID, I was watching this like, I don't know, Fox footy were just like desperately trying to put content up and like pay their, <laughs> pay their personalities, I guess. So yeah. they did this kind of Saturday show where like a few of them would have a panel and then they'd like Zoom call people. A lot of them were footy players, but one day they called, like, Zoomed with Shane Warne yeah. in his house and his son Jackson was playing a PlayStation or something. He's, like, taking them on a tour of his house and his house is, like, ridiculous. It's, like, so, like, nouveau riche Aussie. Oh. Not that he is, like, new money because he's been making money for a long time. Yeah. But it was just, like, and he's, like, here's Jackson playing the whatever and Jackson, you know, what a bar of it. And yeah. then he, like, went downstairs and he has, like, a full – Bar, but not even a bar. It's more like he has a nightclub in his house, basically. What? Yeah, it's like it was like this darkened room oh with a dance floor and a fully stocked bar that looked like a bar that you go to 
that, that you go is, out to. I mean, but wouldn't you, though, if you had yes, all that Yes, and money? he was so fucking proud of it. And the three guys on the panel were just like, <laughs> this is peak shame. I know. Like, I wouldn't expect anything less like, than a full bar in this man's fucking basement. <laughs> full nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> With like a disco ball and shit. Yes, it fully was. Oh my god! Find, I'll see if I can find the footage somewhere. It was honestly a treat. I watched a lot of those boring Saturday footy shows because I was desperate. I love that. And it like lit up my life. I loved it so much. Oh my god, I love that. I just, you know, it doesn't even surprise me. Like that's not even a shocking piece of information. I think if anything, yeah. I expected you to say that there was going to be something in the basement that was in line with being a small nightclub. Yes. M- maybe it would be more shocking if it was like he had a full library of like. That would shock me. Antique books. Yes. Like if he was like a secret. I'd be stunned. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> antique book collector. That would shock me. Yeah, but not a nightclub. It's in his like house. it was either going to be a nightclub or it was going to be like one of those golfing things where it's like the golf simulator and you golf and then it just like whacks the net. I actually think he did that. He did that with Jackson in the. I mean that video. Again, like I'm pretty I said, sure it's not shocking news because this he, is he's a just a man that has toys. You know. Yeah, he he just seems like he's like your dad that on Father's Day is like wants one of those like putt putt golf toys or the little basketball that you stick to the wall like you know like like they want to always be doing something that would they kind of did when they were a kid but it's an adult yes yes and it's in their house that's what he yes. is peter pan man yeah which actually simone did call him in an interview once so that doesn't go. surprise me at no, all. no not at all none of <laughs> nothing is surprising about this but what a story what a man and and look for all of the scandals and chaos he was a fucking amazing cricketer like yeah I, even yeah. I can understand that, like, he had some sort of gift. Gi- he was gifted. And he was just, like, a gifted person, clearly. Like, it was just, like, a gift that no one has had since, really. Yeah. But, yeah. And cricket players are fucking boring now. Yeah, there's no no, no, no this zestiness coming from cricket anymore. No. They cheated recently and it wasn't even fun cheating. Like, John the bookmaker, <laughs> it was actually fucked. <laughs> They're not fun. Not, Steve Smith, he's not fun. Not not a fun time. Nah. Um, but that's it. Hooroo. Hooroo. 